Now we're talking about zakat recipients. Alright, people who are taking zakat. So Imam Bukhari says, Al-Isti'faf. Isti'faf, to refrain from what? Anil Mas'ala, from begging. Isti'faf is to seek afaf. Right? And afaf is to abstain from what is unlawful. So for example, if a person is very chaste, then the same word is used. Ifa, chastity. And also afaf is to abstain from what is base and low and, and derogatory or humiliating. You know, there are certain actions that don't befit a person. Can you give me an example of, of an action that does not befit a person? Anything that does not befit a person, like it's too below them to do something like that. Go ahead. Okay, okay, good. Begging, asking people, please give me something. Alright, extending your hand before others, begging for charity. It doesn't befit a person, it's low. It's a lowly behavior. So afaf is to abstain from what? From what is unlawful and also from what is? Istirfaf is to try your best. Alright, to try very hard. To avoid what is unlawful or to avoid what is not respectful. And istirfaf anil mas'ala is to refrain from begging. That for example, a person is hungry, they are in need, they want help, and they're tempted to ask, but what do they do? They try their best to refrain. Now remember that, yes, a person should refrain from asking others, except in a case of extreme need. Where a person is in extreme need, they are allowed to ask, but in general, we are discouraged from asking others, from begging others. Why? Because asking people is a form of humiliation. Right? It's humiliating yourself. And it's also attaching yourself to someone other than Allah. When we are in need, وَإِذَا سَأَلْتَ فَاسْأَلِ When you ask, then ask who? Allah. إِيَّاكَ نَعْبُدُ وَإِيَّاكَ نَسْتَعِينَ You alone we ask for help. And it's also a source of regret for a person. You know, when you ask people, then later on, you also regret. But of course, the permission is there. But if a person refrains, then that is better. It is pure. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala praises such people in the Quran in Surah Al-Baqarah that يَحْسَبُهُمُ الْجَاهِلُ أَغْنِيَاءُ مِنَ That charity should be given to those who are truly in need. And Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala describes them. And then He says that the ignorant person thinks that they don't need why? Because of their ta'affuf. They don't ask. They don't beg. And the person who begs simply to increase their wealth, then remember they're committing a major sin. A person who begs, asks others, why? Simply to increase their wealth. They have enough money. They can buy their groceries. But they're begging. Why? So that they can have more. Then they're committing a major sin. How is it a major sin? Because there is a severe punishment mentioned for it. In a hadith in Ibn Majah, we learn that whoever begs people in order to increase his wealth, then he is asking for jamra jahannam, for coals of hell. So it is up to him, he can take a few or a lot. So begging when you're not in need is what? Asking for what? Coals of hell. When there is a punishment, 
mentioned for a sin. What kind of punishment? Like a corporal punishment, all right, in the world, or a punishment in the hereafter. Then that sin is a major sin. You understand? This is how you distinguish between minor and major sins. Now, of course, for major sins, also there are levels, there are degrees. What is the worst of them? Shirk. All right. Sheikh Ibn Ruthaymin, he says that, he gives an example, that if a student has money, and the government gives him money, all right, because, you know, in certain places, students are supported by the government. But the student has enough money, he's not in need of the money that the government gives, then he should inform the government that I am not in need of this. What does this mean? What does this mean? What understanding do we get from this? Yes. Do not cheat, do not deceive. What else? That if you have what is sufficient for you, then don't pretend before others that you are needy and take advantage of their generosity. Yes, don't take advantage of handouts. Also remember that the Prophet ﷺ even took this bay'ah from certain people. You know, when people would come accept Islam, he would make bay'ah with them. They would promise him that they would not do shirk, they would not lie, they would not commit such and such sin. And once he even took bay'ah from some companions, that they will not ask people for anything. That they will not ask people for anything. So it is said that a man amongst them would later on in their life, you know, sometimes one of them would be sitting on his camel, all right, and his stick would drop and you know how uncomfortable it is, how difficult it is to get off a camel, right? You have to make the camel sit down, and then you get off. And it would be just more convenient to ask someone, can you pass me that stick? But they wouldn't even ask for such favors. Why? Because they had given their promise, their pledge to the Prophet wasallam that they would not ask people for anything. Let's look at the hadith. حدثنا عبد الله بن يوسف أخبرنا مالك عن ابن شهاب عن عطاء بن يزيد الليسي عن أبي سعيد الخدري رضي الله عنه أن ناس من الأنصار سألوا رسول الله صلى الله عليه وسلم فأعطاهم. So Abu Sa'id al-Khudri said that some people of the Ansar, they asked the Prophet صلى الله عليه وسلم and he gave them. Meaning they asked him for some things, some money and he gave them. ثم سألوه فأعطاهم. Then they asked him again and he gave them again. حَتَّى نَفِدَ مَا عِنْدَهُ Until what he had ran out. Meaning he had nothing left. But people were still asking. فَقَالَ So he said, مَا يَكُونُ عِنْدِي مِنْ خَيْرٍ فَلَنْ أَدَّخِرَهُ عَنْكُمْ If I have any wealth, I will never store it away from you. Meaning I'm not hiding anything here. If I had more, I would give you. But then he also advised people. He said, This is a beautiful hadith. And don't think that this is just relevant to poor people. This is relevant to all of us. There are several statements over here. The first statement is, مَنْ يَسْتَعْفِفْ يُعِفَّهُ اللَّهِ Whoever يَسْتَعْفِفْ يَسْتَعْفِفْ meaning he refrains from asking people or he refrains from what is unlawful. Because remember, istirfaf is 
not just refraining from asking, it's also refraining from what is unlawful, from what is base, from what is low, and also from what is haram. So whoever tries to force himself to stop from asking people, or he tries his very best to refrain, stop himself from doing what is unlawful, then what will happen? يُعِفَّهُ Allah. Allah will give him ifa. Allah will protect him. Meaning Allah will assist him in refraining, in not asking. Meaning Allah will take care of his affairs so that he will not need to ask. Allah will shield him from asking. Allah will shield him from desiring what is unlawful. You see what happens is that you see some money. Alright, it's tempting. Money is tempting. Free things are tempting. And you know that if you ask someone, can you buy me this? Can you get me this? Can you give me this? You know that they won't refuse you. It's very easy to ask over there. It's tempting to ask over there. Or for example, you know that something's unlawful, but it's attractive. It seems like a lot of fun. It's so readily available. You don't have to do much, you know, to stop yourself. But you refrain yourself. Yes, it will be hard at the beginning, but what will happen? Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala will protect you. So you will no longer need to beg. You will no longer need that haram. And what happens is that if you pursue what is unlawful, if you give in, it's about controlling your desire, right? So if you give in, then what happens? Is there a satisfaction at the end? No, there isn't. So, وَمَنْ يَسْتَعْفِفْ يُعِفَّهُ اللَّهِ Secondly, وَمَنْ يَسْتَغْنِي يُغْنِهِ اللَّهِ Whoever يَسْتَغْنِي يَسْتَغْنِي استغناء is to ask Allah to make you غني To ask Allah to make you rich. Meaning, to ask Allah to fulfill your needs. So that you don't need people. You don't need to ask them. Or, Yastagni can mean that whoever shows that he is ghani. Whoever shows to people that he has enough. You understand? You know, for example, one is that you show to people that, yeah, my jacket is like six years old. And it doesn't really keep me warm. And the other is that you don't complain about your jacket. So people think that your jacket is perfectly fine. There is a difference, right? So istighna is to show that you are rich, that you have enough. It's basically not putting out your needs before people. One is that we complain before people that we're really struggling. Yeah, the money's not enough. You know, I don't know where my money goes. I can't afford this anymore. I can't afford it this month. Right? You complain to people. You put out your neediness before people. And the other attitude is that you show that Alhamdulillah, I have enough. It doesn't mean that you're boasting. It doesn't mean that you are, you know, pretending to be who you're not, right? But you're just not making money a big deal. And you are depending on who? Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. So what will happen? Yughnihillah, then Allah will make this person rich. And yughnihillah can also mean that Allah will bless him with ghina. And ghina also means contentment. A sense of contentment that, you know, alhamdulillah, I have enough. So whoever yastaghni yughnihi Allah. Then what's the next clause? What's the next statement? وَمَن يَتَصَبَّرْ يُصَبِّرْهُ اللَّهِ Whoever tries to be patient, Allah will make him patient. يَتَصَبَّرْ This is 
putting in a lot of effort to be patient. And sabr requires effort. It doesn't come easy. Do you ever think that sabr is not easy for you? Are there times when you say it's so hard to be patient? That's exactly how it's supposed to be. It's supposed to be hard. But whoever tries to be patient, then what happens? Allah gives him patience. And then, وَمَا أُعْطِيَ أَحَدٌ عَطَاءً خَيْرًا وَأَوْسَعَ مِنَ الصَّبْرِ And no person is given a gift that is better and more vast than, more broad than patience. Meaning, greater and better than patience. The best thing that a person could be given is sabr. Next hadith, حدثنا عبد الله بن يوسف أخبرنا مالك عن أبي الزنادي عن الأعرج عن أبي هريرة رضي الله عنه أن رسول الله صلى الله عليه وسلم قال The Prophet صلى الله عليه وسلم said والذي نفسي بيده By the one in whose hand is my soul لأن يأخذ أحدكم حبله If one of you were to take his rope فيحتطب على ظهره And he would carry firewood on his back خير الله is better for him أن يأتي رجلا than going to a man فيسأله and then begging him because that man أعطاه أو منعه he will either give him or not give him you see what we have done is that we have made certain jobs beneath us that for example we'll say that no I cannot do this job because it doesn't suit me or it's it's beneath me It doesn't befit me. It's not honorable. And a person will instead collect money through wrong ways. Like for example, you know, a haram, an unlawful way, or for instance, begging people, whether it is the family members, or even, for example, portraying to the government that you are in need. Whereas you could get a job, you could, but you don't want to because then you'll have to pay taxes. And you don't want to get just an average job. You really, you want a good job. So what do we see over here? That what is really humiliating is begging others. And working to make money to fulfill your needs is not humiliating. Even if that work is taking a rope, collecting firewood, gathering that, tying that in a rope, carrying it on one's back, taking it to the marketplace, selling that and making a little bit money. That is not humiliating. What's humiliating is begging. This is why we see that when the Prophet ﷺ, at one occasion when he saw two strong men asking, begging, he discouraged them. We learned that two people came to the Prophet ﷺ when he was giving sadaqah. And the Prophet ﷺ looked at them. And he looked at them up and down. And he saw that they were perfectly fine. And he said, if you want, I will give you something. But there is nothing extra in here for a rich man or for a person who is strong and able to earn a living. What is here is for who? The poor and the people who are not able to earn. So we see over here the encouragement to eat from the earning of your hand, meaning working to make money. And also we see the dislike for begging. That how this is something that's not liked in our religion. Yes. Exactly. And, and also cutting down on other things, right? In order to avoid taking a loan, right? Or in order to avoid falling into what is unlawful or in order to avoid asking people for help.
right? Because our problem is that we've made so many things a necessity of life, whereas they're not actually real necessities. So what's truly degrading is that a person begs others. حدثنا موسى حدثنا أبو هيب حدثنا هشام عن أبيه عن الزبير بن العوام رضي الله عنه عن النبي صلى الله عليه وسلم قال The Prophet صلى الله عليه وسلم said لأن يأخذ أحدكم حبله If one of you were to take his rope فيأتي بحزمة الحطب And he were to gather حزمة الحطب حزمة is a bundle And حطب is of firewood So a bundle of firewood على ظهره on his back فيبيعها and then he sells that, فَيَكُفَّ اللَّهُ بِهَا وَجْهَهُ And by that, Allah closes his mouth. Meaning, closes his mouth, stops him from begging. That is خَيْرُ اللَّهُ That is better for him, مِنْ أَنْ يَسْأَلَ النَّاسَ أَعْطَوْهُ أَوْ مَنَعُوهُ It's better for him than asking people because really the people will, they have the choice. Either they'll give you or they'll refuse you. So, when you beg others, when you ask people, the results are not guaranteed. Right? They're not guaranteed. It's up to people. Either they'll give or they'll refuse. وَحَدَّثْنَا عَبْدَانْ أَخْبَرُنَا عَبْدُ اللَّهِ أَخْبَرُنَا يُونُسَ عَنِ الزُّهْرِيِّ عَنْ عُرْوَةَ بْنِ الزُّبَيْرِ وَسَعِيدَ بْنِ الْمُسَيِّبِ أَنْ حَكِيمَ بْنَ حِزَامٍ رضي الله عنه. حكيم بن حزام, he said, قَالَ سَأَلْتُ رَسُولَ اللَّهِ صَلَى اللَّهُ عَلَيْهِ وَسَلَّمَ فَأَعْطَانِي He said, I asked the Prophet صلى الله عليه وسلم for something and he gave it to me. ثُمَّ سَأَلْتُهُ فَأَعْطَانِي I asked him again and he gave it to me again. ثُمَّ سَأَلْتُهُ فَأَعْطَانِي For a third time I asked him and he gave me. ثُمَّ قَالَ Then he said, يَا حَكِيم, O حَكِيم, إِنَّ هَذَا الْمَالَ خَضِرَ حُلْوَ This wealth is green, meaning attractive, and it's sweet, meaning it's very enjoyable. This is true. Dunya is attractive, it's beautiful, it's glittery, and it's also very enjoyable. فَمَنْ أَخَذَهُ بِسَخَاوَةِ نَفْسٍ Whoever takes this wealth with the sakhawa of the nafs. I'll talk about that later. بُورِكَ لَهُ فِيهِ He will be blessed in it. وَمَنْ أَخَذَهُ بِإِشْرَافِ نَفْسٍ And whoever takes this wealth by begging, لَمْ يُبَارَكْ لَهُ فِيهِ He will not be given blessing in that wealth. كَالَّذِي يَأْكُلُ وَلَا يَشْبَعُ And he is like the one who eats but does not feel satisfied. And then he said, الْيَدُ الْعُلِيَا The upper hand, خَيْرٌ مِنَ الْيَدِ السُّفْلَى It is better than the lower hand. قَالَ حَكِيمٌ Hakim said, فَقُلْتُ يَا رَسُولَ اللَّهِ I said, O Messenger of Allah, وَالَّذِي بَعَثَكَ بِالْحَقِّ By the one who raised you with the truth, meaning the one who sent you with the truth, meaning by Allah. لا أرزأ أحدا بعدك شيئا. I will not demand anything from anyone after you. Meaning, I'm never going to ask anybody for anything again. حتى أفارق الدنيا until I leave this world. And so it happened in the Prophet's life, صلى الله عليه وسلم. Hakim رضي الله عنه did not demand anything from anyone. فكان أبو بكر رضي الله عنه. And when Abu Bakr رضي الله عنه was the Khalifa, يدعو حكيما. He would call Hakim رضي الله عنه إلى العطاء. Towards whatever was being distributed, that come and take something, فَيَأْبَى أَنْ يَقْبَلَهُ مِنْهُ But Hakim would refuse to take it from him. ثُمَّ إِنَّ عُمَرَ رَضِيَ اللَّهُ عَنْهُ دَعَاهُ Then Umar رَضِيَ اللَّهُ عَنْهُ When he became the Khalifa, again he would call Hakim. لِيُعْطِيَهُ To give him something, فَأَبَى أَنْ يَقْبَلَ مِنْهُ شَيْئًا But again, Hakim would refuse to take anything from Umar رَضِيَ اللَّهُ عَنْهُ فَقَالَ عُمَرَ So Umar said one day, إِنِّي أُشْهِدُكُمْ يَا مَعْشَرَ الْمُسْلِمِينَ عَلَى حَكِيمٍ That O group of Muslims, I make you a witness over Hakim. 
that anni a'ridu alayhi haqqahu min hadha al-fayt that i have offered him his share from this particular portion of wealth fayaba an ya'khudhu and he is refusing to take it so on the day of judgment nobody should say that i was unfair in not giving hakim his share falam yarza hakim ahad min an-nas ba'da rasulillahi sallallahu alayhi wa sallam hatta tawfiya so hakim never demanded anything from anyone after the messenger sallallahu alayhi wa sallam until he died now we see over here it's the prophet sallallahu alayhi wa sallam advised hakim radhiyallahu anhu of something that really affected him and this was when hakim radhiyallahu anhu asked the prophet sallallahu alayhi wa sallam over and over again so the prophet sallallahu alayhi wa sallam sensed that greed so he advised him our problem is that when we sense greed in people we just judge them and then we backbite about them isn't it what did the prophet sallallahu alayhi wa sallam do he advised him and this is what we need to do he said whoever takes this wealth First of all he acknowledged his feeling that yes this is delicious this is attractive and we need to acknowledge that and then secondly he said that whoever takes this wealth bi sakhawati nafsin sakhawati nafsin what does this mean you see the word sakhawa actually means ease it means ease so whoever takes this wealth with ease now with ease what does it mean by that This could be on the part of the receiver and the person receiving the money so you take it with ease. What does that mean? That don't be impatient and greedy over it. Just take what's coming to you. Don't make it your main concern and your main obsession. That money should not be the center, the, the focus of your life. Take it with ease. Don't make it your most important priority in life. Take it with ease. and take it with ease as in you know when you're taking something greedily you you don't take it easily how do you take it you snatch it right you grab it there's impatience on your part there's fear on your part that you might not get it so be easy with it meaning don't lose yourself over it so whoever takes this easily not greedily what will happen he will find blessing in that wealth secondly this sakhawa can be on the part of the giver that the one giving you wealth gives you easily and you take that there will be blessing in it as long as he is happily giving but if someone is no longer happy about giving you their wealth then you're not going to find blessing in it you know for example it's eid and your father is giving money and so he pulls out a 100 dollar bill and you say one more for example and then you say one more and one more So okay maybe to a certain point he'll be happy he'll laugh about it but then you're kind of pressuring him to give you more right you're putting him in an awkward spot so when you are putting that pressure on him and he's no longer giving you happily you're not going to find blessing in it secondly we see here taking wealth bi ishrafi nafsin ishrafi nafsin is to take greedily so whoever takes wealth greedily will not find blessing in that wealth. So it's about what kind of attitude we should have towards wealth. If a person is greedy about wealth, will he find blessing in it? No. And if a person is easy going with wealth, then will he find blessing in it? Yes. And the Prophet sallallahu alaihi wasallam compared the greedy person to who? To the one who eats and does not find satisfaction. All right? And this is called al-ju'ul kadhib, fake hunger. which is actually 
a disease, an illness that dogs are affected by. Basically, dogs in general are, you know, it's called opportunistic eaters, right? That they will eat whatever, whenever. But sometimes in a certain illness, dogs continue to eat so much so that they will eat and they're still hungry. So what does that mean? They will eat even more. But then they'll be hungry. The more they eat, the hungrier they get. All right, And the hungrier they get, the more they want to eat. But then the more they eat, the hungrier they get. So you see, it's a vicious cycle. And that's how it happens. That towards the world. That if a person becomes greedy for it, then is there any satisfaction? Is there any satisfaction? No. And when there's no satisfaction, will you find blessing in what you have? No. So the advice of the Prophet ﷺ is relevant to all of us. Yes. Yes, that the Prophet ﷺ prayed for afaf and ghina. Afaf is refraining from asking or chastity and ghina is contentment of the heart. Jazakillah khayran. Subhanakallahum bihamdik. Ashadu an la ilaha illa anta. Astaghfiruka wa atubu ilayk. Assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh.